Glory. Hey guys, welcome. We're going to do it a little different tonight. We're just going to start with the message and stuff like that. And then uh, Scott's going to DJ afterwards. A lot of people like to party at the end anyway. So, these are so beautiful. So perfect. If you want to, you can gather up toward the front or um, where I can see you. If you can move, why don't you just try to try to make your way down to the front or make your way to a one of these chairs or something? I can look in your eyes. Hallelujah. Got enough lights in here? If you need to see more, just hit one of the lights in the back there. I like it like this. Oh, Jesus. I love you, Crystal. So good. Crystal's such a good girl. Amen. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, just stand up with me for a second. Let's just like break out of any, uh, you know, a little like sometimes you're like feeling a little tired or whatever. Just, uh, woo! Let's just give Jesus some praise. You give him a shout or just a noise. You're alive, Jesus. Just say, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive in Christ. I'm alive in Christ. Just put your hand on somebody. Just tell them you're alive, you're alive, you're a living one, you're a living creature, you're a living creature, woo, yeah, 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 just, you're awakened, you're awakened, you can picture yourself as one of the living creatures in Ezekiel 1, right, could very well be a description of you. <laughs> All right, cool. You can sit down or do whatever you want. Just do whatever you want. But uh, glory, 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 glory. Who needs some healing in their body right now? Does anybody need physical healing? Come on. Glory, glory. Just somebody put your hand on anybody. Raise your hand if you need physical healing. Physical healing. You just want to take it. Just put your hand up high. And everybody else, just put your hand on them. Just find somebody, put your hand on Julie, my wife, could use some healing. Who else? Who else has physical healing? Bam. Thank you, Jesus. We loose it right now. We just release right now from our seats in heaven, from our seats in heaven on earth as it is in heaven. Bam. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for touching eyes right now, Lord. I just see the Lord touching eyes as well. Glory. Glory, glory. There's healing virtue flowing out of every hand, of every body in this place right now. There's a thick, there's a thick tangible substance of healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> glory. Good, good, good. There's stuff happening in the atmosphere. Thank you, Lord. It's so good when we meet together. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what could happen when the saints get together. You never know. If you're not feeling well, it's all the reason to come to the meeting. So good. <laughs> come be together. Be. Be. Shh. 
Lord, we just thank you for waves of peace right now. An ocean of peace in every heart. In every heart. In every heart. We come. Lord, we thank you that we're full, but we also can receive. We thank you that we can give and we can receive right now, Lord. Whether you feel overflowing with peace, or whether you don't feel overflowing with peace, you can receive and you can give right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you guys are so awesome. You're so good. <laughs> we release dreams and visions right now. We release the activation of angels over your over your life, over your sleep life as you as you just lay down to sleep at night. I just release angelic encounters, visitations, dreams, visions, experiences. Trances, ecstasies. I just feel, especially as you sleep, especially as you sleep, there's going to be things happening to some of you guys. Some good things, really good, good things, good revelation, <laughs> sweet dreams, sweet peace in the night. ha. <laughs> Glory, 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 glory. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jesus. There's a lot of glory on this gathering. I feel the high energy with you guys. I feel high energy coming off of you guys. I'm releasing it, but I feel it bouncing back to me. Spring! <laughs> Whoa! My Jesus. Hey, hey, whoa, hey, Jeff. Do you want to say something in the microphone? Do you have anything? I feel like you might have something. I don't know. I wasn't planning on that, but. <laughs> I just feel like Jeff has something. I just want to give him an opportunity to, I don't know, whatever you want, two minutes or anything, 20 minutes, whatever. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus, glory. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, Lord Jesus, just jack us up. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 I don't know. Just gonna lay down. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Uh, yeah. So much glory, Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah. Whoa. Angels, yeah. See, uh, the living creatures. Whoa. Yeah, and we're living creatures. We're alive. Whoa. Yeah, release that. That life. That river of life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything that has life is Jesus. And everything has life. Because he's everywhere. Yeah. Whoa. Just open our eyes to see you everywhere. 
in everything at all times. Jesus. Whoa. <laughs> Every small thing <laughs> is you. Yeah, brushing our teeth. Jesus, get us jacked up. Playing games. <laughs> I feel that. Jesus. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get these people too. Gia. Yeah. So much glory. Luke. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I gotta go to work. So, <laughs> oh, I'm getting, gonna get jacked up there. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna pray for us. Yeah, Lord, just release every good thing. Thank you that everything that's in heaven is ours, Jesus. And, uh, yeah, just for refreshment, a renewal, Lord. And, and, uh, yeah, I just seem renewing the tiny places, Lord. Um, <laughs> He says the the road is narrow and, and thin. <laughs> it's like the eye of a needle. Jesus will just show us that, that you are in those tiny places, Lord. And, uh, <laughs> whoa, and expand them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Expanded consciousness in our brains, our minds. Thank you, Lord, for renewal. And uh, in every place, whoa, <laughs> yeah, I had this thought the other day that um, because he's everywhere, the glory is, is everywhere, that uh, <laughs> that, that um, is good, <laughs> and yeah, we can't escape it, like there's nothing we can, whoa, yeah, that, that the, it's grace because he's everywhere. And so, simply flowing with the flow and not having everything planned out, living by the spontaneity of life, is grace, because then you're living in that divine flow. Um, yeah, so, that's the, the flow of relationships and, and life, and, uh, yeah, whoa, I see, like, money coming into play with that, too, because you're not trying to plan everything out, like, uh, yeah, not taking thought of tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll give her this family, Lord. Give this beautiful family, this beautiful team of people. Glory. Just stay connected. You're tapped in. Just abide. Whatever whatever gets you drunk right now. Whatever. Woo! Whatever. If you want to sit in your chair, you want to roll around, you want to stand up, you want to close your eyes, you want to fall asleep, you want to pass out, you want to ignore me. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. It's a beautiful culture. You guys have a, there's a fantastic culture being built around you and through you. Through this grace, through grace, grace, grace. For every part of the body is a fantastic part to play. <laughs> the Lord's saying tonight, I just hear him saying right now, you know, don't 
Jonah gets so used to the culture of heaven that you forget about those that uh, that aren't uh, you know experiencing it yet. Just release that culture to them, you know. Just just even the simple things, the things that seemed like new to you like 20 years ago or something, or two years ago or two minutes ago, it might be the the thing that somebody else hasn't realized yet. And so it's so key, you know. Your your breakthroughs are may be so normal to you. The heavenly culture that you've received might be so normal to you, but don't, you know, don't don't take for granted that your little word, you know, your little realization might be like the world to somebody else, you know. Every one of you. That that's how the glory is, you know. You it's like, it's like, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I, I do like the picture of of uh, drugs in the world because there are some crossovers, such as your tolerance builds up. You know, a lot of times your tolerance of heaven is built up. You can handle. 20 drinks of heaven and your, your friend can't even handle a half a drink yet, you know. But don't take for granted. Don't assume. Sometimes you're like, whoa, you're just so used to like, like 10 drinks doesn't even like make you feel that much, you know, like because <laughs> you've been having it for so long, you know. But your friend is like, you just give your friend the smallest drink and they're like, wow, they're like, woo, oh my God. All I told them was like that they're good, you know. For them, that was like the biggest thing they ever heard, you know. But for you, you're just like, you're starting to like, it's like foundational for you, you know. Anyways, it's good, it's good, it's good. Because <laughs> this, this is the band, the little band of X-Men, you know, that the Lord's gathering here. For you, like the supernatural life's becoming normal. Seeing stuff happen, whoa, shh, I've become normal for you. All these crazy things, but the, you know, like at the school of the gifted, everybody's manifesting powers, but... When you go outside, they're not even used to a little thing, you know, a little boom. Your little miracle is big. <laughs> One little taste of heaven to somebody in hell, you know. Lazarus was like, give him a drop, you know. Just give me one little drop. And some people are just, your little drops, the stuff that's just coming off when you just walk by is like enough to change them, you know. So desperate for that. So It's good. You're so full. Thank you, Lord. Cool. Whoa. Whoa. Well, ha. Well, I want to share uh, some just new things that are happening too, because I feel like you know it's a group. You're the you're the family. You know, you guys are like I know everyone here. So, ha. But I want to share some some new things. We're we are on a whoa. We're all on a journey of of growing and gaining, just understanding, even while we're perfect, but. I feel like the the mind of Christ is like you've all got it, but sometimes that's why I love that. Even Jeff just said expanding your consciousness. Your your consciousness is being expanded to be conscious of what you already know. You know, <laughs> so it's like you've got. It. That's why when you hear something that's true, it shouldn't feel new to you, right? It should feel like, oh, of course, because you have it. You know, that's the mind of Christ. You've got the mind of Christ. You just might not have been consciously aware of every thought that's in there sometimes, you know. But when you hear truth, it confirms with you. That's why you don't have to get it from me or some man or some guy, prophet or whatever. You've got it. You just, prophets just confirm stuff for you or affirm or encourage or whatever. You just say, yeah, of course. That's good. So you can recognize truth, you know. Beautiful. So, whoa. So I just want to share some new things. You know, they're not new to to God or to you really, but you might not be conscious of it. And, uh, you know, we just got back from a cruise, really had an awesome time, spending time with uh, 
all kinds of glory friends. It's like a Facebook reunion, you know, meeting a lot of people that we hadn't ever met in person. And there was like 60 people with us. And and uh, and then Andre and Marianne and Eugene, Rabe and and uh, Bill Vanderbush and his family. We get to meet them. You'll probably meet them more. They're from Texas. It was it was awesome. And uh, and we actually just spent the weekend with George and Vanov as well. So a lot of cool, you know. Just I love when the wines are mixing together, you know. And uh, there's just so many little facets. So that's why, like different parts of the body, might you know, we're all we all have, like I said, you know, the mind of Christ. But then somebody might be thinking about one aspect, and you're thinking about a different aspect. And you're all together and describing it. It's like such acceleration. That's why I do love community, you know. So I do love spending time, and it, and it is wise to go and meet, you know, your brothers and sisters wherever you have the opportunity and the chance, you know, to to hear what part of Godhood that you may not have even like recognize yet that they're recognizing and and uh and so haha so I'm, I'm unashamed you know like there are some guys getting some really key breakthroughs and and uh in just understanding awareness of who they are and if someone's got it i'll just repeat it i don't care you know it doesn't have to be a new you know original revelation because there's nothing new under the sun and there's a lot of glory on being able to do that you know just not having to like just come up with your own things, you know, but we're all coming to the unity of the faith. So, uh, so, I mean, I love, you know, I, I highly recommend like, you know, spending time. I was reading out of the mirror Bible earlier. Most of you guys already have it, but Francois and Andre, I mean, they're still growing and stuff on this cruise. We were with Andre. He spoke, for, I think four sessions and, and, uh, ha <laughs> woo! they taught new stuff as well. Like he said, I've never, we ran into him in the coffee shop and I was like, Oh, but you were like writing a book. He's like, no, I'm just getting revelation for the next session that I have to teach. <laughs> and he's like writing out all these things that he's never said before, you know. And, uh, that message, uh, little did we know that that would be like one of the most profound messages we've ever heard. And it's it's on Facebook now. You go to Andre's page or whatever. A lot of glory on it, um, on sacrifice, on the idea that, you know, throughout the scriptures it says, I did not desire sacrifice. <laughs> But yet, what about all these sacrifices? Well, you get the context. You know, that's a different message. But, but uh, so we just had a lot of, you know, re- just refreshing. And it's all, let me just tell you, and this is, this is what I want to talk about tonight, too. It's just, you know, it's, it's all about the goodness of God. I mean, I love just always talking about the goodness. But His goodness is becoming gooder to us, you know, in our estimation of it. And uh, so tonight, I just want to talk about, you know, basically, you know, the passage said it, that nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. <laughs> the unconditional love of God. I guess that's all we ever talk about, it seems. Because <laughs> there's not really any theme. I'm just so ecstatic on discovering in like new ways that it was more unconditional, more the goodness of God was better. I, I'm telling you, like, I think that might be the only journey, you know, in your Christian life now is discovering that he's even better. Like every time. Like every new day, like every time every time you learn something in the kingdom, it's gonna be better than what you thought, you know. That's why I love even the word holy, you know, one of the definitions you could just say the word holy just means better. Completely and utterly better than anything you ever thought, you know. <laughs> So people are like, well, I don't want to be like, you know, I don't, I don't know about all the holier than thou and whatnot. It's like, well, I like the better things though, you know what I mean? <laughs> like we turn all these Christian terms into weird things, but 
simply it's just like, well, do you want the good food or the better food? I mean, whatever, you know. <laughs> I'll take the better one, you know. I'll take the ah, and and uh, so I'm just gonna like, you know, preach a few things. You know, I've been teaching the class in Romans nine through eleven, and it's so like it's one of the most controversial and seeming like condemning passages in the Bible. You know, it says stuff like Esau I hated. And uh, like crazy stuff, you know, predestination, some are going to heaven, some are going to hell, and some are chosen for hell when there's nothing they can do about it, you know. There's all these doctors that people have out there, you know, like it's literally like stuff like that. Like, am I chosen? Well, I'm so glad I'm chosen, but I don't know if my brother was chosen, you know. And it's like all this stuff. And, and so I'm excited. I want to talk about that for a minute. But but uh, it all relates to to that Nothing can separate us. There's nothing in all creation, a height, the depth, and everything that's created, right? So what was created? Like, I mean, everything has been a created thing except for God himself. And if it's his love, then he's not going to separate you from it. So there's nothing. There's no separation from this. Like, and, uh, whoa, <laughs> this, is, this is what gives you the confidence to stay whacked, to stay in the glory, to stay in that. Is just to remain in heaven on earth. You're not going to have the uh, roller coaster ride as your uh, consciousness is expanded and awakened to the nothing can separate me from this tangible. There's nothing. There's and uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> in studying the book of Romans for the teaching that I've been doing, it's it's literally been transformative again. Like it's been so exhilarating. You know, um, starting from Romans one. Uh, Romans 1 walks you through, again, the history of mankind, starting from Genesis and talking about the fall, where it says that, literally, I love when, when God reveals his glory to Moses, he says, Moses says, show me your glory, and he says, I will let my goodness pass before you. And I love that immediately God replaces even the word glory with good, with goodness right there, right? And what Romans 1 says is that we, at the fall, exchanged in our minds uh, the goodness of God or the glory of God for something else. So it says all mankind have, have sinned and fallen short of the glory. What is that? They've all decided that God isn't as good as He says He is. Whoa! That's why, you know, the goodness of God, like how ecstatic your gospel is, isn't like just a minor thing. It's actually the whole thing. It's actually the reversal of the fall. Because when, you know, people talk about, okay, what happened at the fall, right? Well, the glory of God lifted. Well, not exactly. It doesn't say that. It says what happened was in your mind, you exchanged the glory or the goodness of God. You lowered it. And that's still what's happening right now, I believe, in this place and across the globe is that the understanding of the glory or of the goodness of God is being restored to how good He really is. <laughs> and that's the very thing of the fall. See, most people don't have a problem like, we've made almost like the fall of man almost something that just is like, really only is understood by the church or, you know, the church is only people are really thinking about it or becomes some like concept, some religious, like far off ethereal spiritual concept. But let me tell you, you can talk to anybody out there about how good, like, God is, and they'll actually have, you can have a conversation with anybody. Like, what's the big question that most unbelievers have is literally, like, well, if God is love, why do bad things happen? 
That's something anybody can talk to you about, right? Because what, and that's what we're finding, like, this book isn't some big spiritual Christianese, like, jargon-filled, like, just nonsensical, like, you know, thing you got to study so for ages and ages. It just it deals with very basic questions, like, is, do we have a loving father or not, you know? And I'm telling you, there's a, all the questions that I grew up with having to give long, complicated answers to my friends to try to justify God for him are changing. Like, how could a loving father to- want to torment his kids for eternity? I a lot of people have a problem with that. Maybe they're right. Maybe there's something inside of you that knows somewhere that maybe God is actually better than that. Well, I don't know. You know, we better be careful, you know. <laughs> but these are the questions we're starting to, like, tread on again. But not just in, like, well, I wish it were true. There's a lot of people out there, like, wishing that they had a really, really good father. And, but nobody, like, can, it can display that to them. No one's like, you know what I mean? And I, I can tell you in this room, man, oh, whoa, I feel it right now. Like, a lot of you have just wished you could have a dad that good, you know? Wished you could have a friend that was that good. <laughs> As God is, an inseparable love. Like, somebody that, oh, you didn't have to perform for. You know, somebody that would literally be so super close to you, like all the time, you'd be able to actually talk to them. They could understand you and you could understand them. Like, like true love. I, I remember uh, somebody once told me like, love is, most people think of love in a simple way. Like, see me, hear me, know me, and then you love me. Like they want to be seen and they want to be heard. They want to be known and then they'll be loved. And yet, there's, we've, we've put up so many things like in our understanding of God that, well, maybe God sees you. Maybe He hears you. But there's going to come a time and some people He says, I never knew you or I don't know you. Or, but And so, it's like as the thing progresses, it's like the love of God is like most people think they can imagine a father better than the father. You know? Well, it's like, I don't know about God, but at least I have Crystal as my friend, you know? So I'm just going to cling to these friendships. I mean, I know people, they even tried Christianity. They're like, I tried it, but it was like, all I know is like the friends at the bar were more loving to me than anything I experienced there. You know, or the friends wherever. And so they found a social circle that was closest to love for them. And so I think these things are so relevant to talk about. Like, I'm so drunk on experiencing a greater level of the glory, but... The glory sounds all ethereal and spiritual. Let's just talk about how good the Father is. Because that's the glory. (laughs) Like, do you know how good the Father is? That will directly display to everyone around you, like, the whole purpose of existence. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting so wrecked. So, so to me, like, I'm getting... I'm getting really wrecked by like Romans 9 and 10 and 11. (laughs) Because these chapters are like, (laughs) they're talking about um, God choosing completely apart from anybody's uh, efforts. God God choosing and uh, 
We've even turned God's choice into this big thing like I was talking about. Like He chose some and He rejected others, right? But, but let me just, I'll just, I'm, maybe I'm going on a tangent, but all it's all together, right? I just want to tell you, I'll, we, can, we can clear up the whole election issue right now in saying that every time election is talked about in the Scripture, it's, it's never spoken about in terms of heaven and hell. It's always spoken about chosen for a purpose in time. And if you want to talk about election for heaven and hell, then the only one that was elected is Jesus. But everyone was elected inside of Him. So, because <laughs> people are like, they read the passage, they're like, Pharaoh was elected for hell. No, it says ex Pharaoh experienced a hardening in order to display a purpose of God in that time. It never says God sent Pharaoh to hell. God chose to send Pharaoh to hell. Right? But we have whole doctrines built on that. No wonder, like, you believe in a God like that, no wonder people want to write off Christianity. Write it off. Because you never know. All of a sudden you're stuck with a God who's just flipping a coin or who just, you never know who he's going to choose, who he's going to send to hell, who he's going to send to heaven. It's all, it's like the father that played favorites. I can think of a better father than that, so I'll go find one. Whoa. The same like with Esau, you know, even read in Romans, it says Esau I hated. But it's another place where you have to follow your heart and the whole of Scripture and say, most people say, well, I just take the Scriptures literally, right? That's why we have 5,000 denominations that disagree with each other, and they all take the Scriptures literally. They have the literal translation of it, you know. But what you have to be able to do is, sure, the Bible is simple and childlike. You read it as a child, but you read the whole thing as a child who believes their father's good. Because <laughs> you read that one passage, and as a child, it looks like God hates people. But read the whole Bible, see the context of it as a child, not like as a freaking genius or something. And you and and the the kid's gonna see, oh, God did these good things and this good thing and that, and forgave here, and He even died, he even like shed His blood and He gave Himself for me after everything that I did. You know, you get a context. There's something in your heart that says, oh, that passes. It says Esau hated, right? <laughs> So there's this election thing, and, the, and there's actual clarity on it. It's not like, was it predestination or is it free will? <laughs> I believe that everyone was predestined to be in Christ. And that's where it talks about, you might have passages where it sounds like non-elected or elect, but get the context of it. It was never for eternity. If you want to talk about eternity, it's only in Christ. And, uh, whoa. So that clears that thing up. It clears up the whole, like, like, whatever, you know, bad father that, you know, chooses some good kids and bad kids or whatever. He, he included all of them. And uh, I love the way Crowder says it. Uh, I said, some of this is repeat, all right, if you come to the class, but it's so good anyways. <laughs> Crowder says he chose everybody to be in the candy store. But once you're in the candy store, he'll let you pick different candies. You can take, if you want that one or you want that one. But he's not going to let you run out of the candy store into the street and get hit. You know what I mean? So a lot of times we want to take it all the way, one way we want to say, if I believe in predestination, I have to believe that every one of my movements is predestined by Him. No, it's like it's more like He chose you and put you in a place and then gives you freedom to do whatever you want in that place. 
He's not going to let you like walk out the door and all of a sudden fall into eternal torment. You know what I mean? So that's actually good news. It's it's a it's a choosing with freedom. It's not it's not a choosing and then control. It's just like you know people say you want to take it so far one way or the other, and they're like, well, if you parent like you know if you parent in complete freedom, what are you going to do when your child wants to run into the street? No, there are a few things, the big things that you predestine your kids not to be there. <laughs> but you give them so much freedom that there's no way they would ever care. You know what I mean? They're not going to grow up thinking, my God, my parents never let me run in front of a car. God, such controlling jerks, you know? No, like, your parents don't let you, like, you know, burn your hands on the stove or run in the street, but they gave you a billion other choices. And so it's like you're never going to be like, it's not like that, you know? So there's, a, there's this ex- exposing of, like, all these weird thoughts. I mean, the... How did we come up with this? All these crazy doctrines about God, you know, like making them sound so bad. <laughs> but I believe it's only by the Spirit. This is why, like, I encourage everybody: stay drunk because this revelation is coming out of intimacy. Because we have people that are reading the Bible, and when they encounter a passage like Esau, I hated, they're so whacked in their spirit that they have an interpretation. They're feeling an amount of love that when they come to this book. You don't get caught up in these weird things. You know what I mean? That's why you have to read it by the Spirit because the main things of the Spirit aren't like levitation and flying. The main things are love and joy and peace. The levitation and flying are good, the little minor parts, right? But when you read the Bible in the Spirit, you're reading it through love and joy and peace and patience and kindness so you're not thrown off by little passages and make these crazy doctrines. Like, And it may make so much sense to you but let me tell you, there's been thousands of years of people preaching that God wants to choose some people for eternal hell. And they have there's nothing they can do about it. Woo! <laughs> okay, so the goodness of God is everything. The goodness of God is everything. It's the primary, it's the chief ruling factor. And, and like I said, if God calls his glory the good his goodness. That right there is enough to show you that His goodness is everything. Because you all believe it's all about the glory of God, right? Or whatever. Some form of that. That's, that's the classic you know, teaching. It's all about the glory of God. Cool. Well, God calls His glory His goodness. So it's all about how good God is. How good He can be for you and as you. The goodness is everything. So let me tell you, I'm just getting new revelation on the, the, the utmost good act of God in all of history that will forever seal in your heart how good God is, right? It's called the cross. Chief and primary act, or you could say the person and life of Jesus Christ, which culminated at the death and resurrection. But, whoa! The person and life of Jesus Christ is meant to communicate. That's why it's called His final word. Hebrews 1 says Jesus was the final word. That's why Jesus is so important. Because if you get a revelation of Jesus, then your heart will be forever sealed in God's goodness. You'll never have a day where you're like, I mean, oh man. Those thoughts of a lesser than Him will fade. You won't have these days where you feel like your father's mad at you anymore. <laughs> like to me now, like I was literally thinking about it. I was like, maybe I should start this message by getting up there and just saying, I'm going to tell you a few jokes. And I was going to say, 
an angry God. Ah! That's how it feels to me. It just feels like a big joke. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> I just want to tell you a joke. A good father who's going to torment his kids forever. Doesn't even make sense. It's a complete joke. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, have you? Hey, have you heard the one about the God that told his uh, <laughs> told his kids to love their enemies, but gets to torment his eternally? Ah, <laughs> uh, our old our old doctrines are so funny. You know, there's <laughs> I mean, they're not, but they are now to you, and you're not experiencing that anymore. You know what I mean? They're completely idiotic. Like that—that's how funny they are. <laughs> There's a lot of glory on humor. Like, like, uh, okay, you'll think this is lame. Most of you, most of you're gonna think this is lame, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Okay. So Jesus is up on the cross, right? <laughs> And he leans over to the one guy and he says, today I'll be with you at paradise. But then he leans over to the other guy on his right and Jesus says to him, he says, uh, so Jesus says to the guy, see you in hell. <laughs> That's the punchline, right? <laughs> oh, come on. Because <laughs> Jesus went to hell for everybody. Whoa. Oh, man. Okay. So the cross, right? This, this is the revelation that God's been speaking to me over these last couple of weeks. And I just feel, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm just beginning to be able to communicate it. But I just, I just walked it through the atmosphere right now. The revelation is that and, it, and it's becoming so much, so much more clear to me that your behavior is absolutely irrelevant. <laughs> Anything that you do is completely irrelevant in the, in the grand scope of things. The only thing it will affect is maybe how you feel. <laughs> but the gospel... Here's another way to say it. You cannot bear fruit by looking at the fruit. You can't bear fruit by looking at your own fruit. Your, your fruit, this is the funny thing, it says you will know them by their fruit, and yet, if you begin to look at your, your own fruit, like, your own fruit needs to become completely irrelevant to you. But why is this, Right? It's not just, oh, good thinking. It's not just saying, oh, man, like, you know, I just want to pretend like nothing bad ever happens. Or No, it's because what, what Jesus Christ did became the only reference for humankind. The only reference in God's mind for all of humankind. Jesus Christ is becoming the vicarious man and Jesus, at the incarnation, I've said this before, right? But at the incarnation, 
A lot of times we've downplayed the incarnation. We've made, you know, uh, whoa. We haven't understood that at the very moment when God took on flesh, there was no other way that flesh could have any, even a second of anything but pure righteousness. The absolute pure perfection. When God entered flesh, because we've thought that you have to be holy in order to touch God, but it's the opposite. It's anything that God touches becomes holy. It's the absolute difference between people that are pray, trying to get right so revival will come. No, re revival makes everything right. You know what I mean? I asked a friend years ago, like they were, we were all big into the revival movement, trying to get so many good things to happen in our city by bringing revival. And I was just new to this stuff, so I asked him, does the revival bring the presence or does the presence bring revival? And, I'll, and it may seem like semantics, but I, I feel like it's, it's for your heart, it's everything. It's not it's just language. That's why understanding the incarnation and the life, death, and resurrection isn't just a side issue. It's the only way you're going to be able to unconditionally love yourself and everybody else. It's the only way that you'll be able to be confident day in and day out. This is why I wanted to summarize it with a, you know, what the Lord was speaking to me is a controversial phrase like, your behavior is irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. Your experience is really irrelevant. <laughs> now it matters to you. You want to experience stuff, right? But it has no indication on where you're standing or how you're doing. <laughs> to see that in a new way. To completely be free from any sense of how you're doing. <laughs> With any reference of how you're doing. You know? <laughs> This is why, like, a couple months ago, Andre and I even did a video called An Alternative Memory. Because although what has happened to you in your life matters to God and it matters to you, it's completely irrelevant in dictating your present experience and your relationship with God. This is why, you know, laughing about Jesus going to hell. Because... Ephesians 4 doesn't just say that He ascended into heaven, but it says He also, the same One who ascended, descended, in order that He might fill all things. Why? So He could enter every one of your hellish moments and fill it with His presence. That's why the crazy thing is that hell is not separation from God. There's Scripture after Scripture. Where can I go from Your presence? If I sit in the depths of hell, there You are with me. In a sense, you could say what Jesus did at the cross, because we presented this victorious Christ who is, it's right, but we've had a, we've had an earthly understanding of victory. Because, uh, <laughs> Christ's victory wasn't him climbing up into heaven in order that he could crush his enemies. Christ's victory was that he filled everything, including his enemies, and they became his friends. <laughs> Christ's victory wasn't just that He went to heaven and is going to send hell somewhere else, but that He filled everything. 
<laughs> We're coming to these crazy conclusions now, like regarding what Christ did. In Romans 11, we looked at it today in the class, it says, all Israel will be saved. What does that mean? What could that mean? <laughs> We've made these theologies again that say like in the end times, there's going to be some great movement where all the Jews that are living are going to come into the kingdom. It says nothing about that. It is all in context of Christ's work. He says all Israel will be saved. <laughs> Not all those that are alive just at the end, right? It says all. <laughs> Are you tracking with me or am I just jumping around here? <laughs> Whoa. I just got to speak the truth. I, I want it. It has to. Oh, man. Like I'm not trying to make it scandalize us, but. It's meant to continually be better than you thought. If it isn't like wrecking you at some level, you know what I mean? Like, let me tell you, there's, there is always going to be greater realms of His goodness being exposed to you. It's like I was saying earlier, you know, the fall of man was not God's removal of His presence from us, right? We've heard this before. But the day after they ate of the apple, the next day at the playground, who was the one that didn't show up? It wasn't God. He was there. He showed up. He said, let's play. You know? <laughs> but what happened was, it says in Romans 1, they became darkened in their understanding. They began to believe that God that God was bad, basically. That God is bad. So they created these theologies that you'll hear everywhere still. Like, God has left the building or something. Like, you can grieve God away. Now it says don't grieve the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't ever see He's going to leave. It just says there's some things He doesn't really enjoy. You know? Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but you can't grieve Him away. I used to believe we grieved Him away or something. That a darkened understanding. Listen, he's super healthy emotionally. A really healthy person can totally endure offense. It's not a big deal because they don't take it personally. You know what I mean? A healthy emotional person can sit there with the most problematic people.